Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 585. Releasing February 8 in Australian cinemas is Force of Nature, The Dry 2, a sequel to the 2021 hit movie, The Dry, that features the return of Eric Banner as a federal police detective who investigates the disappearance of an informant in the dense Victorian mountain ranges. An engrossing crime thriller that features high stakes in the way of dramatic and, and genre movie stakes and an engaging central performance by Eric Banner. Force of Nature, The Dry 2, also marks the latest film from prolific director Robert Conley. Robert, I thank you so very much for joining me today. Good to talk to you again, Matthew. Fantastic. Um, it's really interesting, The Dry 2, Force of Nature. What this represents to me is something in a way of what's a big progress in the Australian film industry. This is what I mean about that. Not only was The Dry a highly successful film as an independent feature as well, but here we have a sequel to an independent feature, which in, in itself is a genre <laughs> film as well. You don't see that a lot, in, especially in a strain film landscape. Um, how do you feel on your end in regards to not only being the director of a writer and producer of this movie to be able to deliver something like that to the Australian film public? Because like I said, we don't see that often. And for me, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Oh, thanks so much. Look, Eric and I talk a lot about this. Neither of us have ever done a sequel or a follow-up. We've never, you know, I, I got a lot of pressure to do a sequel to my kids' film Paper Planes years ago, but that's mm. about the only thing that anyone ever thought there should be a sequel. And there's so many benefits to it. You've got an incredible book that Jane Harper's written that, follow, you know, set in a completely different landscape. You're expanding on the character Aaron Falk, you know, from the first film. And you've got this incredible, you know, idea, these five women lost in the bush. So there's originality and something new and surprising for the audience, but also things that are quite similar to the first film that give the audience the detective mystery. So we, we contemplated a lot, you know, whether to do the film. Um, and it, it wasn't driven by opportunity. It was driven by the fact, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, the drive's been a hit, so we can do it. It was driven by ultimately a kind of excitement about the story and the world of it. Like, you know, Eric and I and the team at Made Up Stories, Bruno, Stephen, Jody and the gang, we're all getting together and it's kind of like, yeah, there's something, there's something, Jane Harper, there's something here that's exciting. So, um, no, I'm glad, I'm glad you say that because I think that it's really certainly been a gift in our careers to get a chance to, to reprise the character and to go into the Australian landscape again. I mean, to go into the bush, oh, make this film, is incredible. I love cop movies. I'm a big fan of like you know, police procedurals and such. I don't know if you can see it, but I've got my Serpico. Ah, very good. Serpico was a film that really changed my my life when I saw it like some like 20 something years ago. It just it was a movie that changed the way I saw movies. And what I love about this movie though, with the character of Aaron Falk, I mean, he's a cop and all cops have a certain moral compass about them. It's what drives them to do what they do. But we really see the psychological impact of what drives Aaron in these movies. In this movie in particular, Force of Nature, there are things going on in the film um, behind the, the steely glaze, things going on in his brain that you portray in the film. And he's such a tragic character. When you and Eric kind of approach what Jane Harper does has done with, the, with, with that character, do you delve into him more as a character? Do you put further emphasis on backstory? How do you and Eric kind of work on getting Aaron Folk, the, the cinema portrayal of him, um, to, be, uh, to be not only representative of Jane's writing, but representative of, of your filmmaking as well? Yeah, it's a great question. I, it's absolutely fundamental to this film that it takes Aaron Falk on a deeper 
psychological journey. People want to get to know a character in a second film. You've got to take him further. And the book takes him further. And Eric and I had lots of conversations about where's he at? What's he learning? Where is he going? How does the past impact on him? Cinema has an incredible power to weave time together, you know, to show you the past in a way that impacts the, the present. And a lot of my, my films do that. And I think Eric has a great kind of capacity to show in a scene how the past has impacted. It's, it's a technical um, understanding of the storytelling because you know, on the day you're not imagining the flashback that we've actually shot. You know, he's actually going back into his past. I, I love what you're saying now about the cinematic portrayal because I think that what I loved about Jane's book, you know, we're, we've got so much crime work crime yeah. film and television gets made um and and you know it's a passion i know of yours and the, the kind of cinema you love is probably similar to the similar to the cinema i love we're looking for complexity we're not looking for black and white good versus bad <laughs> you know and i think aaron fork in force of nature is really struggling to understand his role as a detective i think it's a massive theme like where is crime where who commits them? What is crime? Should it be, you know, and so the, uh, the fantastic conflict that he has with Jacqueline McKenzie's character, his superior officer, Carmen, who is much more of a career detective. This is what we do. We find the criminals, we hunt them down, we catch them, we lock them up. Whereas Fork is a lot more, well, is it really, what is crime? And that's where I think cinema lands. I think it really does give you a chance to be psychologically complex and to show the grey area of the psychology of someone who's a detective. It's fascinating to watch, and certainly we talk a lot about that, um, Eric and I, in shaping a film like this. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Get the latest showtimes, guarantee tickets, browse Rotten Tomatoes scores, and watch trailers with Fandango, the number one movie ticketing app. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Gift Card Store. Australia's leading provider of gift cards Gift Card Store offers a variety of prepaid MasterCard and Visa cards in physical or e-card format. You can even design your own card as the ultimate personalized gift. With Gift Card Store, you can gift the gift you know they will love. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. You mentioned before about delving back into the Australian kind of like nature and all these different, you know, in, in this case, force of nature is very different to what the dry was, you know, di very different landscape, very different kind of like um, experience that comes with that. What I really enjoy about what you've done with these two dry films so far is that you are showing the environments as character within themselves and not just landscape. I think too often Australian filmmakers, when they do deal with landscape, it seems like sometimes they're filming a tourist um, uh, ad and not actually filming the movie. They, they linger a little too long on it. Whereas your films, 
and I think it has to come down maybe with James Ryan as well. I'm not sure, but the environments themselves feel like character. There's kind of like there's there's experience there within within the environment within itself. How do you go about making sure that that sticks to the screen and that when you do delve into these environments, delve into these worlds, um, it's not done so for just for flash, but it's done so for for density, for depth, for what to add more to what the characters bring. Yeah, it's always a challenge. I mean, we're trying to make these epic-looking films. We're shooting on these large-format cameras now. We're trying to make films so that you have to see them in the cinema because they look massive. But we don't want it to just be picture postcards because, as you say, you can watch that in the tourism commercial. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I always think it comes back to the landscape as a character, as an actual character in the story so that you look at the world of the Australian bush and you kind of go, well, what, what function does it have on this, in this scene, in the same way you'd have with a character? What is its role? What is its impact? What is it, you know, and much as you'd have a character's arc through a film building in a crescendo in force of nature, the, this ever-present threat of this storm that is coming, these clouds darkening, the world becoming more claustrophobic, you know, these women lost deep in this jungle where there's almost no light getting through the canopy, you know, has a psychological impact, you know, in the shape of the film. So, um, but it's a great observation you make and I think it's, there's always a danger, you know, you, you're not just making pretty pictures. Yeah. Um, but you also do want it to be epic. You want people to come away and go, oh, my God, that looks so incredible, but not in a way that is just a kind of like a, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? It's like it's not like a beautiful photo hanging on the wall that you admire. Mm. Cinema should make you feel like it's a world that you're inside, that you, that you, the audience, have been taken by the filmmakers into the world with these characters in this landscape, with the threat, the jeopardy, the beauty, um, so that you're experiencing it in a more dimensional way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I imagine the goal is not to make people wish that they can go there but make them believe they are there already, right? That's it. You're absolutely right. Isn't that inc it's incredible? That's what I love about cinema. You go in there, the lights come down. You, you know, you don't check your phone. You don't. You, you're kind of captured for a couple of hours in a, in a cinema. And I love that feeling when you leave the cinema. The lights come up at the end, and you forgot you were physically in a cinema. You weren't restless. Yeah. You you just were transported into the story through your imagination and the invitation the filmmakers made to to investigate the. The, the story from that point of view um when it comes to editing this film much like the first movie and much like a, a lot of your films that you've seen like, i'm like all the way back to even balabo and such the, the the merging of the past and the present how, how the editing kind of merges them both in there what makes it interesting though with um, with your movies and what i saw with force of nature is that never once when i watch it did i find myself lost in the shuffle of the time periods going back and forth never once do i find it to be any type of um uh like um uh, any type of um does it take me out of one story by going to the other they they are both you know relating to each other and one kind of like speaks to the other and back and forth again when it comes to doing that in post-production though what type of processes do you put into to making sure that that is very seamless and do you do a lot of you know um screenings do you like to watch your films over and over again to make sure you try to get those beats right and get those cuts right um, to make sure that if this is a seamless whole of one story um, where, you know, sometimes I think some filmmakers get kind of trapped in make, trying to create two different stories uh, within the one package, but this does feel like one story, but just dives in and out of some different uh, different worlds there. 
Yeah, we, we, we kind of test it with small groups of people and watch it with people. That seems to be the easiest way to do it. You, you lose your perspective when you're just sitting in an edit suite trying to work it out. But then when you take yeah. it out of there, put it in a little theatre and invite maybe 10 people and watch it and see where they're, whether they're confused or not confused or, you know, it's... Um, it's tricky. It means the edits on my film, you know, take a long time. And I think music is Peter Rayburn's score. He did the dry as well. Is kind of awesome, really. And he helps thread it so that you've got one level of the physical moving between past and present and the storytelling, but the music's kind of holding your hand through it. Um, but it's a challenge. And I'm glad to hear you, you kind of enjoy that experience because I, I feel like it's, um, it's a great, device for a genre like this three different time frames that you're moving through and you're trying to jigsaw puzzle it all together yeah um but without a doubt it uh it has its challenges so but it's fun if you can pull it off it's got a real energy to it i think there's something visceral that happens when you move between past and present you know an audience feels yanked you know you're in the present with fork you're trying to investigate something there's a storm coming and bang you're back in the valley with these women they're lost you know, they're trying to work out how to get out and, you know, you're building the threat and the jeopardy and all the time. And then you're further into the past and his mother's lost in the bush and he's a kid and he's trying to, you know. So it's just trying to ramp up the tension amongst all three timelines in a concurrent way, you know, is the plan and the ambition of it. Final question. Um, when it comes to Jane Harper's books with the Aaron Falk character, there are three. We've got the two film adaptations you know, hopefully, and I'm sure it will, um, Force of Nature will just be just as successful, not more, than what The Dry was. If that is the case, is there a very good chance that we could see Exiles, the next book of Aaron Falk, be on the, on on the you know, be next on, on your board of, of, like, you know, upcoming projects? Um, because I don't know about you, I love the character, I love the worlds, and to be able to kind of wrap that up with that, you know, that that third adaptation, I think, would be a real cool thing to see. Yeah, I think let's let's see how this one goes. I mean, the the it's really exciting. We got to make a sequel, and it really only happened because of the success of the dry. You know, yeah. the Australian audiences should feel a bit of ownership in many ways because they they really supported it. it. Was after the pandemic was winding down, cinemas were opening. Um, incredible time, really. Um, and the the dry's success and the way audiences championed it laid the foundation for force of nature so let, let, let's let's see how it goes i mean you know we eric and i would love to continue to work together so fingers crossed well until that time february 8th the strange cinemas force of nature the dry 2 i really highly recommend everyone watch this movie not only is it a great um crime uh thriller uh filmmaking here it's a great uh, psychological drama excellent performances and i always find it a pleasure rob i don't know about you but someone who grew up watching eric on full frontal all those years ago and remember his <laughs> small stint as a late night uh um show host and his trajectory into movies both here and overseas it's always a pleasure to watch him on the screen i don't know it just feels like it's like, like watching a family member in a kind of weird kind of certain way um it's <laughs> a great performance so here as well so um congrats to you um and congrats to you carson crew did a great job here and I, I can't wait to talk to you again in the future yeah terrific to talk to you again and i look forward to chatting about my next next film